Hey, why are bedrooms in Japan so small? Like, what's the deal with that? Only half of my stuff fits in this crawl space. <laughs> and why do you Japanese use sliding doors? Don't you have any sense of privacy? There's not even a lock on this thing. What kind of house is this? Seriously. Japanese try their best to be considerate and perceptive of others. Misato. Welcome home. Glad to see the two of you have already started. Started? started? Prepping for the next operation. What for? In order to defeat the seventh angel, we will have to deliver one heavy strike on the split core simultaneously. It's the only way. In other words, it will take a perfectly coordinated attack from the two Avas. To pull that off, the two of you will need to be able to work in perfect unison. So for that reason, you two are going to have to live together under the same roof. Huh? I refuse! Unrelated boys and girls of a certain age shouldn't live together! The angel is recovering as we speak. It attacks in six days. There's no time to argue. Seriously? This is the worst. I have a trick that will make this plan possible. To fully master an attack that's in perfect unison, you need to memorize a plan of attack that's set to this music. Commit it to memory. You have six days. Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes talk about anime. The person in charge has to take responsibility for this. It's Andy. I don't want to be in charge anymore of anything. With subordinates like these. <laughs> Guten Morgen, Matt. Hello. <laughs> and if I quit, there's no one to replace me. I'm Bill. That That's fair. That is 100% accurate. That is most likely true. Yes. Uh, hi guys. Hi. Hola. Guten Morgen. Guten Morgen. Hey, hey, it's Guten Morgen somewhere. It is Guten Morgen, maybe in Germany, <laughs> uh, <laughs> where a certain mech pilot is from. Uh, we'll get there. I promise we'll get there. Hey, this is tuning Japanese. Yeah, it, this is a podcast. It's two a.m. We talk about in, in anime. Berlin. It's what? Anime. It's two a.m. in Berlin. Okay, so it's not... Well, it's morning. That's morning. That's morning. That's guten morgen. I don't know if it's guten. That's awful early. <laughs> may not be. We are here this week to talk about another episode of Neon Genesis Evangelion. It's episode nine. It is. It's titled... It's mind. God damn it, That's <laughs> why we can't do bits. You, you ruin every bit. It's fine. We're keeping it that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's mind matching moment. Here we go. Yes, yes. We are going to be moving into that episode. We're up to episode nine oh, already. Crap! I forgot to make. Uh, I forgot to say it with the commas involved. Yes. <laughs> it's like live, laugh, love, or eat, pray, love, or a lot of love in those those kind of things. Love is all you need. Love, comma is comma. Why is he covering his crotch with his shield? Because it's Nikki. 
<laughs> Haven't you seen that meme? It's really just hair, natural hair. Oh, I've hair seen that. There. I hate it. I hate that meme so much. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. You Amen. cannot. You cannot <sighs> tell me that, especially in a technologically advanced society, that Prince Adam does not manscape. Prince Adam for sure manscapes. Oh, Prince Adam definitely manscapes, but Prince Adam also doesn't work on his lifting. So. <laughs> You don't. You're not going to tell me that Prince Adam, when he raises the sword of power and turns into He-Man, that okay, sure, physicality-wise, yes, he becomes the mightiest man in the world. But his he does not spontaneously grow massive pubes around his entire <laughs> dick and ass area. I mean, well, all that other hair had to migrate somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that is the power of Grayskull. I don't like it, is what I'm saying. I don't like it at all. I, I hate it, actually. Okay, okay. Just just shave this out of the episode. Oh, Lord Almighty. And now it's time for a word from our sponsor, Dollar Shave Club. <laughs> no, we don't do sponsors the, on this. The Lawnmower 3.0. Oh, Christ on a cracker. Uh, we normally do nerd news, although in the last several episodes we haven't, because every by the time we got them out and about, the uh, nerd news was... Very untimely, um, but I do want to take a few seconds, uh, even though I'm not sure when this episode will drop, because I think it is anime nerd news, and thus it'll still be relevant. I just want to talk for a couple of seconds, and I think we'll, we'll, we'll elaborate on this in a future episode. Um, but the news came through, and uh, we just were recording this on the 12th. I think it was either yesterday or the day before, or maybe a few days before that. Uh, the Netflix adaptation of Cowboy Bebop has been canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, which, number one, not surprised with Netflix because Netflix doesn't keep anything. Well, usually with Netflix, it's it's they keep from two seasons. Yeah, it's that third season that's hard to get. But the big out, the big backlash has been um, very vocal fans who are upset at the live action adaptation. We talked about some of those things when we did our episode for tuning in, which you can find on the main feed where we break down the very first episode of the live action of cowboy bebop we talked a little bit about some fans being upset at some of the choices that were made with regards to things like jet black being black or faye valentine not being sexy enough or that scene at the very end of the season that i won't talk about because matt hasn't seen it but the internet was very angry at we there's no way to know for sure but i have a pretty good idea that that negative backlash all across the internet was one of the reasons why netflix got rid of this season um, oh, sure. i am devastated i don't know how you all are feeling i don't know devastated is probably too strong a word for a tv show i'm irritated same since i was waiting for my friend uh, james to have time to meet up so we could watch it together i've still only seen the first episode but uh i enjoyed that thoroughly and i expect to enjoy the rest absolutely thoroughly too even though i haven't seen the whole thing i'm still going on social media and defending it where i where i can Absolutely. I, I always see it on my, my Facebook. I'll see like a an article about it, and the only reason it pops up is because you've, you've commented on it, and I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm like, yes, go, Matt! <laughs> the really awful thing uh, is that one of the co-writers of it passed away recently, and people, some people on social media are joking that it was a series that killed her, which is... not just... one, of the co- one of the co-creators of the original show, right? Yeah, the original show, pardon me. Yeah. 
Yeah, not not cool. That's not super not cool. And no, the internet is full of dicks. Yes. And literally people. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> the internet is for porn. If their complaint was that Faye is not sexy enough, <laughs> they're absolutely wrong and don't understand how to look at real women because she's gorgeous. Well, as, 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 a, as a gay man, I think she's gorgeous. Not only that, but she's got such like attitude and, and sass. and Okay, so she's not an anime girl porn model. <laughs> uh, Grow up. <laughs> you know, Mustafa Shakir, was that his name? Yeah. To play Jet. Yep. Uh, he was great as Jet. Um, I mean, hell, the original voice of Jet was a black man, so he sounded, like I said, some of it was probably also him doing an impression, doing a, a vocal match yeah. of the original voice actor. Well, not the original, obviously, but the original American voice actor. Yep. If anything, maybe the fact the character's name is Jet Black and it was a black man playing it was a little on the nose, but what are you going to do, you know? Yeah, it it worked. I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't the like most profoundly upsetting thing in the world. It was. I don't even know what ethnicity or is an old jet was supposed to be. I always assumed he was black. Yeah, I, and and he may be. Sure, the the character is is very light skinned, but like, I don't, there are light skinned black people. Well, not <gasps> only well, not only that, but it's the future. So yeah, that that I far mean, in the future, everybody would be so blended anyway that, exactly like, uh-huh. like what is what is race like that it the bebop exactly. could absolutely be a post a post-race world yeah it wasn't that far in the future how many i mean what two or three generations wouldn't be totally inconceivable no not completely i'm also kind of upset because it gave the original japanese voice actors a chance to come back for their roles except jet actors he had passed away but the rest of them came back, and I'm going to be sad I'm not going to get to hear Megumi Hayashibara in the second season of it voicing Faye once again. I agree. Yep. It, it was different. As we said in the thing, you know, it was a... I thought it was a nice companion piece. And it it wasn't the original, but they took some chances. You know, if we tore down and bitched and moaned about every superhero movie that came out that wasn't good... No shit. We wouldn't have the MCU right now. Right. You know, maybe it's if true. we supported, even if it wasn't exactly what you wanted, if you didn't have to have a, like a fucking weeb fit about it, yeah, maybe the next one would be even a little better and have a little better budget. And maybe we'd start getting adaptions that actually mattered and we get more people into anime. But I think there's enough fucking gatekeepers that don't want that and would rather keep it. Oh, it's your, I'm too smart about anime to, you know, you regular normies can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the haters are are more detrimental to the whole than I I also hate about 90, 80% of any fandom that I'm actually a part of, so Right. No, that's that's fair. That's that's I hate wrestling best. fans. I hate comic book fans. I hate other gamers. Sometimes it's best just to be on the outside and and not try to get too deep into the fandom itself, but like just real just you know what? The moral of this is if you like something, it's okay. It doesn't matter what other people think of it. Just enjoy what you like, because at the end of the day, you're the only one's opinion that matters if you like it or not. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. Yes. Yes. Anywho, I just wanted to bring that up because, uh, again, I am I am heartbroken about mm. this whole thing. I, I My I wife is a, gr- is a great example here because she is not one that watches anime. Mm-hmm. Doesn't get it. Doesn't understand it. Never has. We watched the live action. She now likes 
those characters and appreciates it. And we're going back and actually watching the anime now. Mm-hmm. So God forbid we get other people interested. Right. I agree. Well, I think that'll about do it for, for that little segment. I thought it would be worth discussing. Um, hopefully it's not too far off into the future of when this happened. And if so, it's, it's probably matter. still canceled. It's, it's still, it's still canceled and it's still relevant. So it's, it's worth mentioning. So this week it is Matt's week. <gasps> It's episode nine. It's an odd episode, so I'm the perfect odd person for it. It is odd. I think odd is a good... <laughs> Fucking no! Don't, don't, God damn it, Phil. That makes it so much worse. Know, right? Phil, gonna take your toys away. <laughs> um, It is... Now, that little thing hanging on the bottom that's his loincloth. <laughs> like, it... <laughs> you just see a tiny bit of it. You just see a tiny bit of it. It could be... Something else. Um... <laughs> Speaking of something else, Bill, you are something else. I, uh, hey, Matt, tell yes. us about this episode of Evangelion. I'm very excited to talk about this one. This is one of the few episodes that I had any inkling of any of the activity within it, because I remembered the dancing for the longest time, although if you'd asked me, I wouldn't have remembered how long, how much time of the show it took up. The entire episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm just glad that it's like watching the series again for the first time for me. That's all. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, uh, this episode begins with awkwardness. Oh, I don't like it. A lot of awkwardness. Asuka is currently the talk of the school, at least among the boy segment of the population. Yeah. And candid photographs are being snapped of her by Shinji's friends. Might be time to disassociate yourself, Shinji. And sold. Yeah, because uh, uh, I can never remember the two the two friends' names. The the nerdy one, Toji and yeah, Kensuke. Toji. Kensuke to- is the nerdy one. Kensuke is making bank off of illegal activity here. I do not condone what he's doing here at all. It is a weird opening. I don't like the beginning of this episode. Kensuke's hero is clearly Nabiki Tendo of Ranma One Half, always snapping pictures and selling them to people. It's not good no matter what. But then you consider the age of Asuka. Why is there a locker room with a giant window? Japan. I mean, it did look like they were in kind of a weird position, though, so maybe they climbed up on a building or something to get those pictures. Yeah, they were in a tree, for sure. Yeah, they were in a tree, so I'm. I, it was... Most likely, like a second floor thing, perhaps. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. Did this? This part did not age well. It does, does doesn't do much for. I don't know. They could have, they could have done so much more with like the intrigue of who she is without having to go the pervy route. Yeah, indeed. Let's uh, just move on to uh, Asuka. shows shows up talking to Shinji, says that he's too gloomy, and he should stop it, and then she goes off to Bug Ray. Yeah. She's um she's pretty great. I really do like Asuka. She just comes strolling on up, spouting some some little guten morgen. And I love the voice actress in the in the new dub. She like will like just randomly slip into the German and then like not have a German like tinged her accent at all unless she's saying German words. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a little unsettling. I noticed that. It went, it went very German with the guten guten morgen. At least it's not like it doesn't fall into that um, level of like Black Butler. Then at least where it's like the vo- the voices become farcical. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. So I guess there is that. 
Asuka would like to be friends with Ray. And Ray says, sure, if I'm ordered to, yeah. I'll be your friend. <laughs> I'm getting such, like, Sailor Mercury, Sailor Mars vibes from these two. Yeah, that's probably fair. Although I think both are more extreme than the other. Uh, yes. Like, Ray is a believable kind of kind of snooty and kind of over, full of herself. Asuka's just over the top. And, like... She really is. Yeah. Amy is, uh, or Ami is believably kind of shy and nerdy, but it's also believable that they get to be friends, whereas Ray is just like Raybot. In this scene where she basically asks Ray or demands that Ray be's her friend, I suppose. Be's her, be's her friend. That, like, yes. <laughs> a, they, that's that's what good English is. <laughs> which, first of all, I don't know how. I guess she, she's standing on an escalator. She's standing on like a, like a berm or something. She's um, standing okay. on like a concrete bench. Oh, okay, okay, that's what I thought. Okay, that makes more yeah. sense. But like everyone is gathered to watch her in this interaction, and it's like, like I get that she's this well-known Ava pilot, but like it just feels a little much. I imagine the big, brash, loud Westerner with red hair probably stands out too. True. Yes, absolutely. When you pause and you look at the the crowd of people. With the the weird singular uh, like like emotion faces, it's yeah. I mean, it is a stereotypically, you know, like they all are dressed the same and all have kind of like dark hair and yeah. So then you have like Asuka standing out in the middle, being a little loud and crass and showy and standing up like not being polite. Uh, she definitely does stand out. Yeah, I think. Let us all point at the new person and scream, interloper. <laughs> <laughs> I think actually that makes quite a bit of sense that she is then sort of she's a new kid and she's a she's a foreign new kid. She's a foreign so. new kid and Ooh. a mech pilot. So yes, you think they ever thought of keeping this a secret? Apparently not. <laughs> they probably just gave up after Shinji <laughs> let it go so easily. I don't know. I think Ray was pretty bad about it too. I think they already knew she was, a, and she doesn't say shit. So that had to have been the first thing she said. Yeah, I don't remember how that scene ended. I don't think, I think they just, she just stands there. It didn't. <laughs> okay. It cuts, it cuts to a really, again, another kind of somewhat uncomfortable scene. Somewhat, yeah. Somewhat. Uh, we, we move on to the character we met last time, Ryoji. Ryoji! Yes. <laughs> Hanging around Ritsuko. Quite the little Mario. Which, uh, she seems to be, to be into it. Yeah, I don't know if she's into it, I mean, into it, into it, or if she's just like, Playing along. Misato is staring at them through the window, huffing and puffing. <laughs> yeah. So it depends on how long they knew she was, they noticed she was there. I love that image. That was a great image. Of Misato. Like, she just looks so pissed off. I have it paused right now. <laughs> and, like, you just see, like, the reflection of Ryoji. Like, and, and, like, it's just, it's so great. It's so great. I don't <laughs> think Ryoji's playing. No. No, I don't think he but is. But I, I, he is not. I, I think Ritsuko was probably just. I think she's playing coy and messing with him, and uh, maybe messing with Misato. A I think bit. so, both of them. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but he's looking to fuck. Yeah, he's all. He, well, and the first thing he negs her. The first thing he's like, "Oh, you've lost weight." <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. like, "Oh, <laughs> she's unfazed at least by his <laughs> bullshit." God, Ryoji says something here that really gave me pause. He mentions how uh, a beauty mark where your tears flow means you're destined to cry your whole life. Yeah. And I am, I immediately thought of Vash the Stampede. 
what who line? also had well in in the dub, English dub he says a woman with a mole in the in the path of her tears full of her tear path of her tears really is destined to cry for or oh. something yeah. or other like that. Is that a common Japanese saying or something? I'm I'm thinking it might at least be somewhat well known. Because it made me think of Vasa Stampede, who also has a beauty mark under his eye, and he's definitely one of the saddest character stories that I know of. No, that's fair. Yeah. So I'm willing to take this to a research level and make a note anytime I see characters like that who have marks under their eyes. I look forward to this thesis. These uh, interpersonal antics are cut short by the attack of an angel. Yes, F- finally another angel <gasps> emerging from the deeps like a Cthulhu-esque monster yet again. At some point, we need to compare the angel entrances in this show. That would be kind of neat. <laughs> Your entrance was good. His was better. The difference? Showmanship. <laughs> That's Batman Forever, folks. This guy's th- this angel, as we'll see in a little while, is is rocking like a weird yin yang Nintendo Switch colored face. Yes. That was exactly the first thing I thought. Too. Maybe just because I've been playing too much Switch, but <laughs> yeah. And I've never played any Switch. So. I don't even have those color controllers, and I thought that. <laughs> yeah. Our heroes may be in trouble because uh, Tokyo San, Tokyo Three. Tokyo-san's interception capabilities are only at twenty six percent. I think we get a uh, we get a uh, when they're talking about all this. We get a shot like, once again of the D8 that, like, they're still trying to dismantle. Yeah, they blew it up and <laughs> dropped it on Tokyo. That's why they can't fight it there is because Tokyo 3 is damaged with that thing laying in the middle of it. Just turn it into a, a building, yeah. apartment complex or some hotel or something. I, you know, I was like, turn it into, a, like, a military pillbox. Get inside right. of it. And brr, brr. Also a good idea. Mm-hmm. There are many things I could do if they just use their imaginations. Imagineering, folks. Make it work for you. It's not just for Disney anymore. <laughs> Eva units one and two are deployed. The fight doesn't go very well. Oh, I love this fight. <laughs> um, only like the fight itself, whatever. The best part is the aftermath of the fight. Yeah, yeah. that was yes. Where the both angels and or both Avas rather end up completely like head downward buried into the ground and it's fucking yeah, it's just their legs sticking up in the air they're, like dead cockroaches they're, they're spindly legs sticking right out of the ground or water uh the the fight itself does have one bit of interesting likeness to it they um asuka really shows off her offensive capabilities uh just basically rushes in and cuts the thing in two but uh it duplicates and then beats the shit out of them like we just talked about yeah, it splits that yeah, that core into two, two cores, and splits his body into two bodies. Yep. Which... yep. And we get a we get another uh, great reaction from Misato. <laughs> That's just cheating. <laughs> she crushes her like headset. Yeah. yeah. And that would have <laughs> been a, a slam dunk victory against any other angel. That's true. the The fight is brought into review by uh, who? Who the hell is this guy standing in for Gendo? I don't know his name or anything. Uh, I don't know his name either, but we've seen him before. He's like yes. he's like one of his like right right hand men that like has been alongside of him before. I don't think we've ever gotten his name though. Yeah, well, he's upset because Nerf is being totally embarrassed by these Eva pilots. To which Asuka and Shinji basically stand up and start bickering, which does not help their case at all. Not at all. Well, gee, they're acting like teenagers. What? Whoa? 
Never. During the fight, we got uh, an instance of superhero landings. We did get superhero oh, landings. I was going to mention that. <laughs> so good. I think I know where, the, where uh, they got the uh, superhero landing idea now. Probably not. You are such a poser. <laughs> yes, a poser. I enjoy the uh, arguments between Asuka and Shinji. I do. In that I do. scene. I, I love it. It builds up, builds us, builds us toward our end part of the episode. Indeed. Uh, but we're not there yet, folks. Not, we're so not there yet. hold on to your seats. We still got a lot to go. The army takes over to deal with the angel. Another nuclear into mine is used. Gotta, gotta nuke something. Yep. <laughs> gotta nuke something. Just drop your pants and nuke. <laughs> That's this army's slogan. But it does slow the angel down for at least it does. a little while. They damage it enough to where they don't expect it to recover for about a week. I love, then they cut to, after they, they announce this, they have this shot of, like, there are cranes trying to dig Asuka's um, cave <laughs> yeah. out, and then there's, like, a giant flotation device around Shinji, so they're just kind of, like, <laughs> having to go through the water. It's fucking brilliant. She's a big rubber ducky. <laughs> <laughs> I would have lost it. I absolutely, if that was what it was, I would have absolutely fucking lost it. <laughs> I would have enjoyed being on either of those uh, recovery crews, I think. I agree. Just fun. Asuka and Shinji are ordered that, that to cooperate by the guys whose name we don't know. And we cut to Misato looking at this pile of, mountainous pile of paperwork that she has to do. She's got complaints out the wazoo. <laughs> we first see her. She's, like, looking down, and her eyes are going from side to side. And that is the third Misato instance in this episode that I just want to make a gif out of. <laughs> that sort of, like, slow back and forth was really good. Be a perfect uh, gif to add when you're, like, saying really to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I would get that used against me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you probably would. I love that Ritsuko, again, she's so coy in this episode. Like... She's so chill about the fact that, like, this angel nearly destroys, you know, the mechs and then destroys civilization. So, like, mm -hmm. she's just, like, casually leaning over this giant pile of paperwork, kind of like, so, how you doing? You know, kind of like, I don't have to answer all these, this bullshit, at least. <laughs> yeah, um, this sucks for you. <laughs> definitely. Uh, Misato uh, does Gendo's finger pose. Which, uh, <laughs> she does. Should we be scared? I'm not sure. Well, she is standing in for Akari here, because, again, the yeah. general just happens to be gone. Perhaps it's the job that made Gendo that way, and it may do the same to her if she's not Or careful. she's just being sarcastic. <laughs> I mean, sure, we all know that's the real answer, but it's not the fun one. Okay, it is fun, too. That's, that's kind of fun, too, to me. But... Ritsuko has something that uh, Ryoji thought of. I forget the specifics about yeah, I'm rewatching right now to try to figure out what the hell they're talking about here, because she has, like, a little flash drive. Yeah. Oh, it's because she came in and said that she had an idea how to get the pilots on the same page. Oh. And she's like, oh, and yeah. she's like, oh, thank you for being a good friend and giving me this. He's like, ah, it's not me, it's the horn dog. He, you should thank him. Yeah, she says, good friends are great blessings. And she's like, <laughs> nah, nah, it's not for me. Yeah. This is Ryoji. Because you can tell the flash drive has a little draw. It's like, it's yeah. kind of like a, a mix between, like, because it's longer, so it kind of feels like a, a little bit like a modern flash drive, but, like, has, like, the old floppy disk sort of look to it. And, like, he's written, uh, like, like I think probably a two Mis Misato with, like, a little heart on it. Yeah. It's colored in. It's very cute. <laughs> then, we speaking of Misato, we go back to the apartment. We do? 
We do. We do. Asuka cer- certainly is making herself at home. <laughs> I I just noticed rewatching right now when uh when Shinji is walking down the street like all like uh, uh the moving <laughs> yeah, truck Yeah, there's goes a moving by. truck right there, yeah. I didn't even yep. notice it till now. And it's DHU? Isn't there a moving company DHL? DHL, yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't okay. think that's even a moving company. It's just like a like a UPS. Okay. But yes, same, same sort of. Yeah. And she's got boxes in the hall and boxes in what was Shinji's room. <laughs> yes. And she complains about the Japanese aesthetics. Yeah. She's like, uh, why are all of your rooms so small? I can only fit half of my stuff in there. And that's when Shinji realizes that she's put all of his stuff in a box. Yep. Out the hallway. <laughs> yep. Yeah. She complains about the sliding doors. And what, what, don't you believe in privacy or something like that? And mm-hmm. then Misato shows up and gives her the Japanese spiel about being considerate for others. Yep. A beautiful ideal. Where is she going to put all this shit, though? In the toilet. Not that. Good oh, place. you mean this Good place this, for it. This all shit. Her possessions. <laughs> her possessions. Okay, okay. Where is she going to put her possessions? The shower in a pinch. <gasps> Yes. Hi. <laughs> I think Masato in this scene is carrying a boombox on her shoulder, which is the most 90s thing I've seen so far in this anime. Right? <laughs> Time for some tunes. And some beer. Oh, right. No, not you, Bill. I mean, yes, you, Bill. Please have some beer. Go right Drink ahead. time. We know that uh, Shinji and uh, Asuka can, should be able to get in sync, because they're in sync when they're complaining right there. Oh yes, they are. Foreshadowing. It is pretty great. Like the when when Misato sits them down and is like, "So you're going to have to work together." And that you're right. They both do like that. Uh, take no. like at the same time. It's yep. really good. Fuck you. Uh, aside from the pervy parts, I think this this episode has some of the best comedic visuals that we've seen in the series. So far. yeah, no, it's a good episode except for all the perviness. Yes. Yes. All too realistic to the pervy people in the world. Anyway, uh, here's the basic plan. They've got a piece of music, and they're going to have to learn how to sync themselves up to it and each other. In six days. In six days. (laughs) In just six days, I can make you a couple of dancing partners. (laughs) You'll die in six days. Oh, God. Basically, the plan is that they're going to have a dance battle. What? What? Oh, yeah. And what is fighting if not dancing with violence? (laughs) Dancing with violence. And that's what we're going to do while the break card happens. You've made it to the break card. My name is Andy, and you are listening to another episode of Tuning Japanese. I hope you're enjoying this episode as we go through another interesting moment of Neon Genesis Evangelion. If you are enjoying the show and you want to help support us, you can leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, wherever it is that you listen to this particular show. You can tell people about it and uh, help us out as we move into the new year. Speaking of, 2022 is right around the corner when this will release. 
We've got, obviously, the rest of our review of Neon Genesis Evangelion ahead of us. We're going to continue to try to release one episode a month of our bonus Patreon series, Tuning In. You should, hopefully, if I can get myself in order today, have one out uh, before this releases for Natsume's Book of Friends, which was Matt's suggestion. We had a lot of fun talking about in that episode. Uh, We'll be revealing what our next Tuning In episode is at the end of that as well. That's for our patrons over at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese, where you can get that and all kinds of other bonus content as well. I don't want to keep you too long here. I want to get you back to the episode, but I do want to stop for a moment and say that I hope that the holiday season was good for you. I hope that the new year treats you well. Let's hope for another wonderful year of anime. And here at Tuning Japanese, we hope for a much better year than the last few years have been, probably for many people. Hopefully an end to this global pandemic sooner rather than later. Hopefully a return back to more normalcy. And hopefully just positivity and good vibes for everyone out there. We love you all. We care about you all. We thank you for your continued support as we move into another year of episodes and content. And we'll see you back in our review of Evangelion. We're back from the break card. Uh, break card has our second title is Both of You Dance Like You Want to Win. <laughs> Which is pretty Together, cool. though, not competitively against yes. each other. This is not uh, this is not a dance competition. That would be great, though, if they just decide they want to... Like the robot chicken sketch with Voltron. <laughs> they just serve the angel. Yes. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Shinji and Asuka have been absent from school for three days. Yes, we learned this... In an interesting scene. One that I'm not sure how I feel about. <laughs> right. Toji and Kensuke meet Incho again. Class rep? Class rep. We know about them. I guess. They <laughs> we kind of do. They have. If you don't, if you want to know more about the class rep. I don't. Head to patreon.com slash tuning Japanese listen to our episode of Tuning In, where we talk about After School Dice Club. No. <laughs> Matt, I, Matt, I bought Marrakesh. <laughs> I know that. I know that. <laughs> It's a pretty I, good I game. didn't expect it. You really pulled the rug out from under me. <laughs> I expected it. I wasn't surprised in the least. Oh, but. the anime got me. Anywho, <laughs> if you don't know what that was a reference to, go to our Patreon. Uh, all three of them have are, are coming to see what Shinji's been up to. Are they going to deliver his homework? Probably well, not. Well, the class rep is there to see not Shinji, but to see Asuka. Okie dokie. Which is why she's aghast when they open the door. Yeah. And they're wearing matching dance outfits. Shinji's <laughs> is fabulous. It looks fabulous on Shinji. Shinji. I can't stand this look for either <laughs> I love it. I this is like eighties or early nineties like <laughs> peak. I, I object to it just as much as Incho does, but for different reasons. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. I, I think he rocks the, the kind of like mid-drift, shoulder-showing sort of look. I, I think he, he, he pulls it off. Like in a Halloween costume. Right. This would be a very specific cosplay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you could only do it with another person. You really could. It's true. I mean, well, I, I, Bill, I, will you be awesome? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Shinji's, of course. <laughs> Shinji's 
Shinji's friends are upset that they're wearing matching outfits. Manska. <laughs> it really offends Kensuke. Yes, it does. For some reason. Just, just some more awkwardness. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. Anyway, they come they come in and we get Pen Pen. Pen squared. I love Pen Pen. Love Pen Pen. So good. There are just not enough great penguin characters out there. There are not. Pen Pen, the penguin. Wait, 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 wait. The, the the prinnies from uh, Disgaea. There's a there's a penguin on uh, Hello Kitty, I think. The Hello Kitty penguin. Yep. There's ah. several penguins on Animal Crossing. Did you ever see that nine movie from the '90s, The Pebble and the Penguin? No. I liked that as a kid. March of the Penguins. Or even as a teenager, I liked it. There's that movie with Happy the surfing feet. penguins. Happy Feet. The what? The surfing penguins. Oh, it surfs up. Oh, surfs up. I can't yeah. remember what it was called. Was that too. That was it. More penguins, people. Give yes. us more penguins. Please okay. give us more penguins. <laughs> Asuka and Shinji aren't doing so well with their uh, syncing up practice. They're playing a weird electronic version of, like, like Twister, but, yeah. like, on separate pads. Sort of a precursor to Dance Dance Revolution. That's what I thought it was, oh, was, like, okay. DDR. Which, I don't know when the DDR stuff first began, but if it was after this, huh. Look at it, inspiring yet again. Could be. Asuka is complaining that she won't lower herself to Shinji's level. Just to make it easier on him, I guess. But Misato, immediately, seeing, okay, you know what? Let's see what happens when we put Rei out there. And I have to admit, I love the sort of uh, dressing down that Asuka is getting here. She yeah. needed it for her. Her character needed it at this point. Yes, she was very. Uh, so far in this episode, she'd been been very. Um, help me with words. Bitchy. Uh, uh, conceited. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's good. Holier than thou. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, cocky. Yes. Yes. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much. She runs out. To which the class rep is like, you better apologize to her. You should never make a woman cry. I thought she was overdoing the class rep thing again of like, I'm the boss and I'll tell you, but okay, she's just being a decent person. I take issue with the idea that any of that is Shinji's fault. Agreed. Yeah, I think if anything, it's Masato's oh, fault. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's Masato. But, it's on Masato. But she was responding to Asuka being crappy, so. It's a it's a hard lesson. Yeah. It's a hard lesson that, that she had to learn. It's Masato's fault, but she wasn't wrong, put it that way. No. We go back to a, uh, a convenience store. I think it might be the same little yeah. grocery store that we saw that one episode. Yeah, I'm just not. Go I'm just gonna pass any deep thoughts I had about that scene. It's up to you if you want to jump into it. Jump into it. Yeah, that's what the whole podcast I, is about. Yeah, that's what deep thoughts about thinking way too hard about anime is what we do. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. First <laughs> off, okay, I'll I'll start out. Okay, if Shinji and uh, Ray are in such good sync to start with, why didn't they just have the two of them do it? Because I think they're trying to, like, Ray's been so injured so many times. Maybe they're just trying to give Ray, and it's not, it's not Ray's mech. Her mech's not gone, is it, though? Mostly, mostly it is just to create that sense of uh, camaraderie between everybody involved. Yeah. To make sure no, they all work well together. Because if that's the weakest, weakest link in all that. Well, and they could have, they could have set up a third station and had all three of them. Working on sync synchronization. That's true. At this point, you just have to take your issues with Hide to Hidekiano and <laughs> ask him directly. I'll, I'll, but, ask him. Uh, I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> I won't. I just 
really ob object to that to that whole part where uh, Shinji is blamed for Asuka's own shortcomings. Yeah, no, I absolutely. Shinji, Shinji, this happens to Shinji a lot. Where like, <laughs> and and there are moments where Shinji is not innocent to things that he has done or his hormones or bad decision making, but this is not one of those moments. Yeah, correct. Yeah, this, I can't fault him. Everybody gets their own. He has those later on in the same damn show that she he has moments, yeah, but yeah, the same damn episode. episode. Yes, but this isn't it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't think Shinji had any need to apologize whatsoever. I would agree. But they meet at a, the convenience store, and Asuka comes away with some renewed vigor. She's going to do her best now to really work with Shinji, rather than lord any perceived shortcomings over him. Which is good. And this, of course, means that... We gotta have a montage! Oh, I love me a montage. montage. Give me that good montage. <laughs> good montage. We see things like Pen 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 and Shinji doing the pee-pee dance. <laughs> yes, the pee-pee dance! Because Asuka's in the bathroom, and she opens the door and slams it right in Shinji's face, and Pen Pen gets to go in first. <laughs> and I have to say, the these outfits that Masato has them wearing... Shinji got some hips. <laughs> Shinji do. Like, damn. Shinji surprisingly do. <laughs> he thick. He thick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the uh, brushing their teeth in sync. Uh-huh. Fun that there. That was pretty good. Or eating, eating Fighting over the in TV in sync. Yep. Not watch, they, they never watched the band in sync, unfortunately. That, <laughs> that just made me want noodles, honestly. I, I bought some of the really high-quality ramen at the store to... It's still like three dollars for a bag, and it was like it was. But I bought like the three dollar fancy ramen. <laughs> I'm gonna have that. I did that I too today, actually. <laughs> um, I don't understand the again, just the stupid pervy nature of the show. There's a scene where they're, they're up on the roof and they're like vibing to the music and listening to it, and they have to mm -hmm. pan up to show the bra and panties yeah. for some yes. reason. Yeah, I, like, I can seriously? almost, almost give them a pass on that one because. You also saw her bra when she moved in. You also saw bra and panties and stuff laying around when he first moved in with Masato. Mm -hmm. I think there might be some, like, don't get too comfortable, kid. Uh, you're living with these women and there's women stuff everywhere. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they could have been going. I could. You're probably you're probably right. But if I'm playing mm -hmm. devil's advocate, maybe maybe that was the idea. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, it could be it. I, I would have appreciated more if there was, like, a bra hanging in like a pair of boxer shorts or something like that. Yes. Like show that, that symmetry of like, again, yes. the whole idea is about being in sync. Yeah. Yes. I, that's exactly what I was just about to say. That would have been a good addition to it. That's because uh, we're and, in uh, sync uh, right now, uh, Matt. Uh, <laughs> would have been nice and subtle. Will you tell me why? Why what? <laughs> ain't, no, ain't nothing heartache. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the right band. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it, I think it is. It's either them or the Backstreet that's, Boys. I, I, I have no idea. New kids on the block. I want it that way. It might be Backstreet Boys. I, actually, that's actually, that's Backstreet Boys. I don't feel bad about messing that reference up. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> you shouldn't. It's okay. That's fine. So montage over. Montage over. And now Asuka and Shinji's just kind of jamming out to some to the music. We get or Asuka music. the towel, it's, of course. I'm not sure if it's the same music. I think there's actually lyrics to it. No, it's not. It's, it's instrumental. Actually, no, I'm... Uh, I'm thinking, since I watched both versions, the Japanese and the English dub, I'm pretty sure the Japanese 
version has him listening to a completely different song, and I'm pretty sure it's got to be Megumi Hayashibara, Rei Ayanami, who's doing the singing on it. But I don't know for sure. I'll have to search that, research In that, too. In the recent dub, it's, like, more it kind of, like, fitting in with, like, that idea of, like, the uh, sort of, like, dark, instrumental, almost classical sort of yeah, vibe to it. Yeah, kind of a... When they finally show it later, play it later in the show, it's classical. Yeah. Asuka has showered, and she's going to bed, and she brings back the whole sliding door issue she had. Yeah. She kneels down and bends over in front of Shinji. Of course. Yeah. So you can look right down her her shirt. And she says, essentially, like, hey, Masato's gone. We're going to sleep in different rooms for once. Which is weird, because they this... showed all three of them sleeping in the same room earlier. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. why didn't they just sleep in different rooms? I have no idea. Misato wanted to keep an eye on both of them. That's possible, honestly. Yeah, but she could have slept in the same room with Asuka and sent Shinji to a double room. Right, or Asuka insisted on it because back earlier, she did say that she believed that a boy and a girl of similar ages should not live together. Right, but, at, but they could have put Shinji period. in that separate room. She could have bunked with Misato, and Shinji could have been in the other room. But then that's unfair. Why, why, why can't she have her own room? Well, that looked like a closet anyway. That's fair. I, or Masato just got drunk and passed out. That's also possible. That's probably... <laughs> Asuka tells Shinji that this sliding door is the Wall of Jericho. No Bell takes a drink at the wrong time. Because <laughs> I'm like, here comes, here comes a joke. <laughs> and are you ready for more awkwardness? Always. <laughs> Did you know me? <laughs> Here we are, folks. Another scene of anime tropes that didn't age well. Oh, I hate it. I oh, oh, I hate this scene so much. I mean, I kind like there's no. at least like one aspect of it that's mm-hmm. good for like character development, but mm-hmm. it's not good. No, As- Asuka gets up in the middle of the night to head to the bathroom. Yes. She is not fully awake when she does this. Presumably. She comes back, and she lies down on Shinji's futon next to him. Yeah, Shinji's awake, by the way, and has yeah. to, like, pretend to be asleep. He doesn't have yeah. to pretend to be asleep. He chooses. He, like, hey. to, he chooses to pretend to be asleep. Yes. Yeah. And then he rewinds his music for some reason. Uh, accidental. Okay. Okay. There's a brief moment of animation where his eyes get big and pop out. I called it Shinji's boob eyes. <laughs> I mean, because they really looked like that. And that's what he's looking at, so... That's, yep, so... Tonight on Anime Scenes That Didn't Age Well, Shinji contemplates kissing Asuka while she's asleep next to him, but as his lips are about to meet hers, she counters with wanting her mommy and starts crying. He also stares down her top for, like, an uncomfortably long amount of time. I... You're right, this does not age well. I, I do... Well, but then... This gets confusing later when Asuka, like, says, like basically calls him on it and it's like was she asleep in this moment because there's that moment where she kind of like she's adjusting and it almost looks like she's leaning in to like to i don't know if she's testing him or if she's asleep or what i'm not trying to justify shinji here it's bad it's very bad but i'm curious i think she's messing she with him. she's messing with him she definitely was asleep she just tried to uh, draw him draw him out at that later point to, into saying something even though it wasn't really what she was expecting him to say. Yeah. The awkwardness continues with Ryoji and Misato in an elevator. 
they are kissing, or at the very least, he's kissing her. Yeah, that's that's a little... It's hard to tell if she's consent consensually into it I, or not, it's, because it's a little rough. It, it is a little rough. And she's always being forced against things while but, looking um, at the... At the uh, elevator floors tick down. I don't know. I think... I don't want to say that he's necessarily forcing himself on her. I think there's some aspect he's, of he's it. He's being very aggressive. He is. Let's put it that way. He's Maybe he's but, not forcing, forcing. But I think she's begrudgingly, but also, like, I think she's into it. Like, to yeah. some extent. Or, she, I, I, or she's I, just upset that's happening and she's letting it happen because she's okay. too afraid yeah, to... Yeah. I think she's she's into it, but she just doesn't doesn't want anybody to, to know. see them doing it. Yeah, yeah, at work, she's in, the work in the workplace, in the elevator. Yeah, she's. I think she's looking at the elevator floor, saying, "Okay, we'd better finish this before we reach our destination, because there could be somebody on the other side." Because if Ritsko saw, it, she, it, <laughs> she would never hear the end of it. Yeah, indeed. I I don't know. It, it, to me, it it came across as kind of rapey. It yeah, definitely like, like, can be seen that yeah, way. Yeah, sure. I, I, I kind of, I back, I back, went back and forth on on it, and still am clearly. Uh, but the elevator door opens, and Misato leaves, and she says that he shouldn't do that because they're not in a relationship anymore. And he says, doesn't know if he should believe her lips or her words. Dude, the words. Always yeah. believe the words. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. not a... This was the 90s. Consent wasn't a thing, apparently. It, yeah, I don't know. It, 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 I didn't like the whole scene. No, yeah. it's, it's, no. Not great. I, it's not great. I came out of this episode disliking the dude. I mean, yeah. I don't think you're supposed to really, really like him, but I think that you yeah. like him a lot less than you're supposed to. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of... Like he, he, he did, he has done, he left him high and dry in the previous episode to deliver that thing to... Gendo and so, yeah, I don't think you're really supposed to yet. Now, granted, this could all uh, help build up the relationship yeah, in a positive way. I'm not sure. We'll see, I guess. Cut that scene and see Misato, uh, Ritsuko meeting Misato at a restaurant. Unfortunately, they're still talking about Ryoji. Not passing the Bechdel test there. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> and I didn't write down any specifics regarding this scene. Essentially, the, the the gist of it is, Ritsuko's like, well, are you sure, you know, maybe you just have a feeling? She's like, yeah, he hasn't changed. He's still the same a-hole. And mm -hmm. Ritsuko's like, well, I don't know. I feel like he's different. And yeah, maybe not being the most supportive of the situation. No, I think she's, I think she's trying to help. Mm -hmm. I think she thinks she's trying to help. Right. I think so. She's just not doing a real good job of it. Yeah. But uh, now we can finally put the awkwardness of the episode behind us because it's the day of the attack. This is the best part of the episode. Or as I like to call it, 62 seconds over Tokyo 3. <laughs> which is a movie reference. Rewatching this episode today, I did not remember the part where... Because I was like, oh, like I was like, there's only four minutes left in the episode. They're going to totally cut off and we're going to see this like fight next episode. But no, they do a cool real-time ticker in the corner where we see every second of the action for the 62 seconds. I thought that was super cool. Could be, I think, for me, the best scene in the whole series so far. I would agree. I totally missed the ticker. Yeah. Real-time. 
A minute and two seconds for a dance fight. Woo! Yeah, I I was into this. Man, I, it's one of the things where I would have liked to have been able to write down every single thing they did during it, but there's so much. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's an action-packed minute. It, it really Very is. It's well animated. It's quick. It's engaging. At one point, their final attack is a double double foot kick. Yes, with each of them. Common rider. Sailor V kick. Was like common rider kick. <laughs> a rider kick. Yes. <laughs> and close with a matrix. Which, if you think about it, Asuka is kind of the Sailor V of this uh, this anime. She is. They land a beautiful hit on the angels, angel cores, and they push the entire thing back up a mountain, and they crush the core under their feet. And the angel explodes. Ah, kaboom. And their Avas end up in another awkward tangle. <laughs> and then we get another bickering, because of course we're going to end the episode. They get this beautiful moment of synchronicity. They have to end with them still bickering. Yeah. It's a long road ahead. Yes. Uh, it's such a good little scene, too. Like, Shinji's outside the mech. He grabs this, like, phone that's apparently, like, attached to the outside of the mech for some odd reason. And then, like, she just... I like, know, that was weird, too. Like She just, like, pops up, and then, like, her hologram, like, beats him over the head. If, I wasn't sure, not sure if it's a hologram or just something for the audience to get them in the same scene together. I assumed it's it was really a literal I think so too. Hologram. Yeah. But and then like it's it's a it's a rimmer hard light light hologram because <laughs> she like literally hits him over the she, head yeah, and he does, does. Like, crap fall. She bonks him good. Thanks for the red dwarf reference too. You're welcome. You're very welcome. That just seems like a really weird thing to build onto the outside of the mech. <laughs> and that's the episode. Yep. It ends. All right. With this... Some people laughing, some yes. people covering their faces in, in embarrassment. It, it's, yeah. It's good. Uh, this is the part of the episode where we talk about our overall thoughts on it. We're going to go quick because uh, Google Meet is going to kick us out soon. Uh, Matt, we're going to start with you. Overall thoughts on the episode. Overall thoughts on the episode. It was great when it wasn't awkward. Yeah, we've covered it. it you want more yeah. than that? I don't know. I mean, I don't think, I mean, we already kind of covered it. I don't think we have to go over it. Yeah. Beyond that. And I'm, I'm in the same boat. It, it yeah. It was half of it was a great episode, and half of it was exactly the crap that anime gets flack for. It's it's problematic, but also has some of the best bits of the anime so far. So it's a shame that some of the problematic things are here. But I don't want to make uh you know I don't want mm-hmm. I don't want to just say it's a product of its time. But I mean it is sadly. I mean it is. I mean whether you excuse yeah. it for that or not. Yes, is the different. But yeah. it is a product of its time. Up to the individual yeah. and how they want to deal with it. But I'm definitely going to make some Misato memes out of this one. That's or fair. gifts, at least. Well, that's episode 9. Next week, it is episode 10. It is my episode. It's the Magma Diver. Magma Diver! And uh, that's not quite right. Though. Down too long in the lava sea? No. Or what's becoming of Shinji? Okay, you just won. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing else to say, Bill. You've, you've, you've just won the internet for the day. Woo! Will you please take us out? This has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes talk about anime. And we'll finish this in 62 seconds. I'm Bill. At this point, I'm going to go balls to the wall full speed ahead. My name is Andy. You're a weird one. Am I talking to myself? Yes, I am. I'm Matt. And we will see you next time. Kisses. You tried to see the kiss while I was asleep. You were awake for that? Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, 
Like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on YouTube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Special thanks to Brian Nash, Matthew Van Diver, Dan Park, and Andrew Caswell. all over again.